This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. And as you know, Small Biz Florida is on the road again. Uh, We just finished up a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. And we are now on the road in Orlando at the Disney Coronado Springs Resort, where we are attending, working, supporting, and covering the 2022 Florida Chamber um, Future of Florida Forum. Incredible event. Over 700 folks here attending this event, business leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, government officials, all talking about the future of Florida and where we want the state to be in terms of business 10 years from now. Incredible uh, conversation going on here. Lots of incredible speakers. Uh, We have got one of those incredible partners, speakers, presenters, and uh, a very important component in the future of Florida. We've got with us now our very good friend, um, Zoraida uh, Valesco, who serves as the executive VP of Florida Makes. Uh, Zoraida, as always, pleasure, honor to have you on Small Biz Florida. Thanks for breaking away from from the uh, meeting to uh, join us. Thank you, Tom, for inviting me. Absolutely. Um, so again, if there's uh, if we had to list the top uh, five most important organizations and folks in the room, you'd be in that group. Um, manufacturing is obviously extremely important to the future of Florida. I had someone earlier on an earlier segment talk about uh, how, of course, Florida for many years focused on uh, tourism, agriculture, but gosh, manufacturing uh, has uh, has obviously uh, become an important uh, sector over the last five to ten years. It has, Tom. Manufacturing has been growing. I think most people have realized the importance of manufacturing lately because of what we've had to live through, you know. Um, And it was an industry that didn't shut down, an industry that continued to grow um, even through the pandemic. It did have, obviously, a dip in, you know, employment, but there was still growth seen there. Right. So talk to us, um, as always, uh, before we get into our conversation about manufacturing, uh, give us a little bit of your background pathway uh, to uh, Florida Makes. Sure. So I have spent most of my career in economic development. Uh, I started at a local regional economic development commission, now the Orlando Economic Partnership, um, had a couple stints in uh, elected officials' offices uh, at the governor's level and then at the local level uh, with the mayor's office in Orange County. Uh, and, and then I took off for graduate school uh, for a couple years and have been at Florida Makes uh, since 2016, uh, serving nice. that industry uh, in Florida. Talk to us about Florida Makes. Uh, in- 
incredible organization. You are the lead organization, and it's it's an amazing model. Uh, under your umbrella organization, Florida Makes, you've got all these regional manufacturing associations. Kind of talk about Florida Makes uh, mission, uh, purpose, and then the model of the uh, organization. Sure. So Florida Makes is what's called the Manufacturing Extension Partnership. Uh, it is a program out of the U.S. Department of Commerce um, managed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. NIST uh, manages a center like ours in every state of the union and in Puerto Rico. And the goal of that program, similar to, you may be familiar with the IFAS Agricultural Extension, which is much older, we're the the industrial version of that. And the goal is to increase productivity and technological performance of manufacturing. For Florida, you know, it's growing and retaining manufacturing here in Florida. And so those U.S. Department of Commerce dollars help us help the, you know, there's over four, there's over 23,000 manufacturers in Florida. Wow. 80% of them are uh, 20 or less employees. So the majority are small businesses. And the work that we do with them, we deliver that work through the Regional Manufacturers Association. It's that network you were talking about. There's 14 associations across the state. What we do is we embed a business advisor in some of those regions where there's a larger density of manufacturing. And these business advisors are seasoned manufacturing executives who have worked on in a facility and know what it takes to run a plant. And they go in and they will service the manufacturers in those associations and really in all of Florida. That you know they right. don't have to be a member of the association, but it's easier to do it through those regional associations because they're already aggregating the manufacturers. And we will help them with business growth strategies, with technology adoption strategies, and with talent development. And really with anything that a manufacturer needs to stay and grow their business here in Florida. Right. And this is obviously complete recognition by Florida's government that manufacturing is going to be a critical component uh, for Florida's growth. That's right. That's right. We, well, we, we get the funding from the U.S. Department of Commerce, right? Uh, we have a great partnership with the Department, Florida Department of Economic Opportunity. We work with the Florida Department of Education. They both have invested in the work that we do. Uh, we're still trying to get a little bit more traction at the you know, legislature, you know, governor's level in terms of that investment um, from that level. But we have great relationships there. And the work that we do is really the impact of our work has been incredible because of, you know, NIST surveys those clients after we work with them six months after that engagement, and they will ask them those economic development impact numbers, right? The questions, did you create or retain jobs? Was there cost savings, capital investment, et cetera? And since 2016, up until I think our numbers are um, January of this year, I think is the latest, the aggregated economic impact that those firms have reported, and they've only surveyed a little over 500 of the companies that we have helped, um, is almost $4 billion in economic impact. And so it just shows that you know a small change, or even a large one, but particularly to a small company, can make a significant impact. Now, you recently, uh, this must be a great relief for you to be attending the Florida, the Future of Florida Forum. <laughs> 
sitting in the audience yes. uh, because you just completed uh, a major uh, two-day event, uh, really two-and-a-half-day event uh, for Florida Makes called the Make More Manufacturing Summit annual event. Um, again, we appreciate the partnership. We appreciate the invite to your event. We were there working it, covering it. Incredible event, really. Probably some of the most, uh, you know, robust interviews that we've done on our podcast talking about uh, talent development, workforce, uh, talent pipeline. And, you know, I'm telling you, awful lot of incredible conversation. The, the, the one I remember, the, the few points I remember from the interviews, one gentleman said, the math is never going to work in Florida. Uh, we are always going to have more jobs than we've got people. So um, the other comment I remember uh, clearly was uh, the way we've been uh, recruiting, uh, engaging, and retaining employees is not going to work. Uh, we've got we've to think differently now. Um, talk about some of the some of the things now that the dust has settled from the make more manufacturing summit talk a little bit about some of that uh, some of the the finer points that came out of the summit what what have been the discussions since uh, the, you know uh, uh, two weeks later sure so like you said it's it's we're always going to have more jobs you know than we have the, the skilled people but that's an issue especially important for manufacturing. And so one of the main things we talked at the summit uh, about was how do we get more people into that pipeline? And there's, you know, the K through 12 type of changing the perception, making sure guidance counselors know that that's an option. You know, careers in Florida in manufacturing, the average is almost $70,000 a year. And you don't need a four-year degree for a career in manufacturing for not all jobs, right? The other piece of that is, okay, yes, we, we all have to coalesce in a message around what manufacturing means to our children and to that next generation, but there is a uh, non-traditional talent pipeline that most people don't know about, and there are refugees, there are disabled people, there are veterans, and so we had a very interesting conversation around that. How do we tap into those and what kinds of skills can those people bring that perhaps we're not finding in the industry uh, or the, you know, that are not readily available and people don't know about? Right. And then the other thing that we're going to take on the road is we need to get the stakeholders at a local, you know, that conversation we had was a statewide one, so right. it was much broader. But how do we get local stakeholders in that manufacturing industry to take action in developing or supporting the programs that are already working to build that talent pipeline to increase the skills that are needed for the jobs that are opening and we'll be taking make more on the road thanks to a grant that we received from duke energy to host those conversations at a more regional level wow and figure out you know what do we do now to actually execute so uh, uh, what does uh, take the Make More Summit on the road look like? What does that actually look like? Well, two weeks after <laughs> the summit, we're still trying to you know, decompress and debrief from it. But we will probably be hosting, there'll be more like roundtable type conversations nice. uh, where we want to make sure the legislators in that region are present. Um, you know, the schools, not only K-12, right. but the state colleges and the universities in that region, because we all play a role in making this environment yeah. better for manufacturing. And yeah. if we don't work together 
it's going to be much harder. Wow, that is uh, that is great news. That sounds like a great plan. And Duke, uh, did that come out of the conference? Were they so impressed with the conversation, uh, or did they hear it on Small Biz Florida? How did you uh, how did you uh, how did you land the grant? They have a foundation, um, and they opened up applications over the summer. And so we applied, thinking it's something we've always wanted to do with the Make More Summit, but right. just haven't had either the bandwidth nice. or the resources. And so we applied, and then we knew we were getting the grant, but made the f- official announcement, nice. you know, at the summit. Nice. Well, again, uh, Zoraida, it uh, Florida makes a powerful organization. Um, all that you do, um, as you, you've got you've got all kinds of resources. Again, we, you know we've had a conversation with Enterprise Florida, and there's just so many organizations throughout Florida that really offer incredible support and resources to small business owners. You are one of those resources, obviously focused on the manufacturing sector. But again, um, you know we had a conversation a ways back about supply chain. You know you have you have tools and resources that can help in supply chain, offer solutions to to businesses uh, that are struggling in those areas. Um, you know, the uh, Employer of Choice Award that, that you know, your, your training team, Marcelo and, and Susan worked on, What that was an incredible program. To be part of that, the business was, was provided data from other manufacturers so they could compare themselves, best practices. I mean, really all kinds of resources and, and support and tools through Florida Makes. Did I, did I sum that up pretty well? Yes, yeah. that's a, a sliver of all the things we right. do. <laughs> so I didn't sum it up very well. <laughs> But it really is an incredible organization that if you are a manufacturer in the state of Florida, you really ought to be tapped into, right? Absolutely. Okay. I got that one right. Yes. How does a manufacturer get engaged with Florida Makes? So um, they, we have a website, floridamakes.com. They can join the community. We have a community that manufacturers can join and then can get connected to other manufacturers in the entire state. I would encourage the manufacturers to look up their regional manufacturers association on our website. You can find that out at floridamakes.com and get tapped because the regional associations provide you know, a ton of other resources that we don't have the capacity to do at a statewide and rely on them. And they add a lot of value in terms of networking, advocacy, you know, at a local level that we're handling at a general statewide level from Florida makes, but have great partnerships with the regionals to do that. And do you, on the uh, Florida Makes website, do you have kind of a find my regional? Yes. When you get there on the top left, there's a Find My Regional Manufacturers Association okay. uh, link where you can go in and all of them are listed by the county coverage okay. that they offer. Nice. And ours, our little home base is the Treasure Coast Manufacturing Association covering those four counties, Indian River, St. Lucie, Martin, and Okeechobee. That's so right. uh, very familiar with, with the model of the, of the regional association. Um, Zoraida? Love the partnership. Thank you for, uh, uh, you know, uh, leveraging this platform. Thank you for inviting us in uh, to be part of what Florida Makes is doing. This is an important organization for Florida's uh, future, uh, for certainly the uh, the business community. Uh, manufacturing uh, is going to be a key component going forward. It is, Tom, and I appreciate you letting me spend time here with you. 
to highlight that. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, obviously, you're, I think um, your president CEO, Kevin Carr, is presenting here at uh, the Future Florida Forum. He will. He's introducing a panel that's going to focus on supply chain and the importance of supply chain and manufacturing. A timely topic, mm -hmm. yes. Um, it is Zoraida uh, Valesco. Uh, she serves as the executive vice president of an incredible organization. If you're in the manufacturing uh, sector, you need to be part of. It's called Florida Makes. Uh, and um, Zoraida, appreciate the time here. Appreciate updating us on, on your recent conference, the Make More Manufacturing Summit. Uh, one more time, how do we find Florida Makes? At floridamakes.com. Got it. Zoraida, enjoy the rest of the uh, future of Florida Forum. Um, I, I know, again, I know it's nice for you just to come <laughs> and attend a conference. Yes. yes. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kennard, your host. Uh, we are coming to you from the 2022 uh, Florida Chamber uh, Future of Florida Forum. We are here at the Disney Coronado Springs Resort. Incredible facility incredible program, uh, over 700 in attendance here, uh, business leaders, government officials, um, from all sectors of manufacturing, of all sectors of, of business and commerce in the state of Florida, including manufacturing. So stay tuned, more to come from the future of Florida Forum. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.